0: Welcome to the Everyday Discernment Podcast. This is episode 43. This podcast is a member of the Charisma Podcast Network and the Edify Podcast Network. I really hope you checked out last week's episode with Vladimir Savchuk. We had an amazing conversation about deliverance, about demon possession, about moving into dominion as Christians and taking ground in our battleground. And if you would like to support what I'm doing here, you can go to the show notes and check out my book, also called Everyday Discernment, and you can go to Patreon at patreon.com slash discerning dad and check out the options I have for support tiers. There's a lot of cool benefits I've put on there exclusive to Patreon supporters, including in my second podcast called Eyes on Jesus. So make sure you check that out. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by 316Ts. My buddy Brian has an awesome Christian t-shirt company. I personally love the Faith Over Fear t-shirt. I wear that a lot. The company is veteran-owned, and they do a great job supporting other Christian businesses, and they also have a heart for the adoption and foster care community. Brian gave me an exclusive link, 316 tscom slash Tim, just for my listeners. You get 10% off your order. It would mean a lot to me if you actually go support him. Tag me in a photo of you wearing one of his shirts, and I'll be sure to reshare it. And for today, I have Jacob Coyne on the program. He has an amazing heart for God. I love hearing him speak. And he has over a million followers on TikTok, which is just crazy to think about. And we're going to have a great conversation right now.
1: Welcome to the Everyday Discernment Podcast. This show is about you and your walk with Jesus as we grow in discernment together so that we can make better daily decisions that honor God in all we do. We will align all things against the Bible and give you practical steps to run your Christian race to win. And now, your host, the discerning dad, Tim Ferrara.
0: Welcome to the Everyday Discernment podcast. I'm excited today. My guest is Jacob Coyne. He is a husband, a dad, a Christian content creator. He's the founder of Stay Here, which is a mental health organization. And we're going to have a great chat today. How are you doing, Jacob? Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Tim. I'm happy to be here. I've been listening to your podcast and watching you for a while. So Awesome. Be <laughs> excited to be on this, actually.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool reaching out. You know, I've seen you on TikTok and Instagram and uh, you have a huge following and we'll talk about that. But, um, you know, I love your content and you always bring joy uh, to your content. You know, the joy of the Lord, I, I really feel in, in what you put out there. And so love to get to know you a little bit today and just kind of see, you know, a little bit about your journey and uh, the message you bring to others. So just tell us a little more about uh, about your journey, kind of how you got to this point and, and your background growing up and influences in your life and all that.
2: Yeah, so I, I've been actually uh, a Christian now or I've been saved for 10 years. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my parents took us to church most Sundays, I'd say. We were kind of just typical Christian upbringing. I knew that there was one God. I knew that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I did not pay attention to church one bit, <laughs> um, and we prayed at every meal. Um, but when I was um, 17 years old, uh, God, my God just invaded my home. My dad got saved, um, baptized in the spirit. He was not, my parents were not really walking with Christ at this time. Hmm. Uh, We weren't going to church for a few years. And my dad just rededicated his life to God after going to a Bible study. He looked so different. Like he looked like he was glowing. He was so full of God's love. He was so full of God's joy. Um, So I wanted what he had. When I saw what was going on in my dad, I knew that Jesus was real. I Hmm. knew that God was, this was the only way. So my dad took my brother and I to this men's Bible study the next week and we got delivered. We got set free. I rededicated my life to Jesus as well. And then I got baptized in the Holy spirit. And that night I just, I had a vision from the Lord that I saw myself preaching to millions of people. Uh, I was, I saw myself like on a stadium and there was this field of people and I couldn't see the end of them. Since then I've had multiple visions in my first few years of following Jesus that I would be a preacher of the gospel. So I've been doing that ever since. Ever since that moment, I started my own Bible study in high school. After I graduated high school, I went to a ministry school for 3 years. I got amazing training there. I went on many mission trips all around the world, and I saw the Bible happen in front of my eyes. I on mission trips and even in here in the United States, I saw Blind eyes open through prayer, deaf ears open, people get out of wheelchairs, thousands of people saved and set free. And then when I moved uh, back to Tacoma, Washington, where I grew up, uh, I became a a pastor, a youth pastor there for three years. And then I was a Bible teacher for another three years. And that's where I met my wife. Uh, We've been married for five years and we were both on staff at that church for six years in Tacoma, Washington. She was a worship pastor. Um, and now we live in Vancouver, Washington, and we're on staff at Bethesda Church in Vancouver, Washington, and we just love it here. It's amazing. We've got wow, two so little cool. girls. We've got a five-year-old named River Jordan, and an eighteen-month-old named Lively Grace.
0: Oh man, I love that. Life. That's so cool. My daughter's middle name is Grace too. Love it. That's yes. so cool. So, tell us about uh, Stay Here. Uh, what is that, and and what do you do with that?
2: Yeah, Stay Here. I just started it this in 2020, hmm. um, and I started it because when I was a youth pastor, um, two students that went to my youth group committed suicide and that was heartbreaking. And in the school that I was mostly reaching out at, um, this one student in particular, when he committed suicide, it just kind of started to become viral in that school. Multiple students committed suicide all after that. Um, and then my uncle committed suicide. My uncle was a follower of Jesus. He was incredible. He was a father figure to me. And five years ago, he took his life. He was battling Parkinson's disease and it really got the best of his mind. And it just took him out. And one of my mentors who you might, you might know of, uh, Jared Wilson, yeah. he was a, a pastor in Los Angeles at Greg Laurie's church at Harvest OC. Jared took his own life on yeah. National Suicide Prevention Day of all days. And that was very hard for me because I a mental health organization as well. And when that happened, I just realized this is, this is too close to home. And I am tired of just being, I'm tired of mourning and grieving and not doing anything about this. The internet to see who is doing something about this, what organizations are taking a stand and trying to help people who are hurting. And it's very slim pickings. There's yeah. not a lot of help out there. And even myself, um, I've had my own battles with mental health, with depression, with grief, um, with anxiety. And when I actually made the, the step to find a counselor, it was very hard to find one. Hmm. I couldn't find one for months. Wow. I couldn't find one that was matching my insurance. Um, sometimes I would call a counselor's office and it was the wrong number. It was like the, the websites were outdated. So it's tough. Um, so what stay here does is we are just preaching the message of hope, preaching the gospel. Um, we want to speak in high schools all across America and and the globe. And I know that's difficult in a pandemic right now, but that's what's really led us to do a lot more online content, which I'm sure we'll talk about in this podcast. Um, so we just spread this message of hope. We're asking this generation to stay here, give life another chance because God has a plan for everybody in this world. And then we're creating—we're just creating content and resources for people to find help. So on our website, we have a database where you can just type in your zip code and it will tell you all the counselors in your area, uh, whether you wanna do a, faith, a faith-based or even a secular counselor. We have that on our website as well. We just want people to get into someone's office and get some help. So that's the that's what we're providing right now. And we just hope to really make a dent in the fall, in the coming years on this epidemic of suicide and, and mental health that so many people are dealing with even now, especially with this pandemic that we're going through.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And it's, yeah, you're right. With the pandemic, it seems to have made it worse. And, and people yeah. that go through that, they feel hopeless and, and isolation does not help with that. And so a lot of times they don't know where to turn or who to turn to. And so to have resources like that available is such a great first step to know for people to know they're not alone and that other people feel like that, because that's one thing depression does. It makes you feel like you're the only one experiencing it. Totally. No one else is doing it. and And there's something wrong with you and the people that you think, Uh, the people you think are not going through it are usually the ones that are because they hide it well. And, you know, it's not the people that are sad, you know, moping around. It's the people that mask it. And then at home, they're the ones that have those thoughts, you know, the suicidal thoughts comes out. And so a lot of times you don't even know how to help people because it's not the ones that look like they need help. And so that's why it's so important to just be available with those resources to point people in the right direction. And also just to check in with people. Wouldn't you say just to find out what's going on, ask you know, we always ask the question, how are you doing? And we always say good, you know, but are we really good? Are we really diving into, uh, you know, and it's not, you can't do that with every single person, but finding the, that group, the accountability group that the, you know, the people that you can kind of check in on, you know, I think we all have that call as Christians to do that to, to some level.
2: Yeah. I think when I've been just doing tra- my own training and studying about suicide and depression, I think one of the most shocking things that I've learned is that to diffuse the problem, it's, it could be as simple as literally asking the question, Mm. are you so, are you hurting so much that you are thinking about taking your own life? Mm. And what we think is if I ask that question, am I going to push someone over the edge? No. If you ask a question like that, you are pointing in on the real problem and you're brave enough to actually do that. And that shows the person that you care, that you actually care and you want to listen. So that for me, like that's a huge revelation. We're a lot of us are so afraid to talk about this topic because we think it's gonna, you know, hurt someone even more. But when you expose something with love like that, yeah, you can bring healing to somebody. So we're gonna we're gonna see so many lives change this year.
0: Yeah, bring light We've to that darkness. Done. That's awesome. Cool. Well, that's that's great. Let's just move on to a lighter topic real quick and uh get to know you a little bit. Yeah. So I ask all my guests these questions. But well, I love to know what people's favorite movie is. So do you have a favorite movie?
2: Oh my goodness! My favorite movie. This is I don't know. This is kind of cheesy, actually. But bring it. uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Christmas oh, yeah. movie. That's yeah. my favorite movie. Oh my That's gosh! That's great. We my wife watch that every Christmas, and, but I could watch it all year long. Yeah, I cry so hard when I watch that movie. Yeah, it's so good,
0: awesome, love it. So, if you could meet anyone alive or dead, who would it be?
2: If I could meet anyone. I think right now it would be Catherine Coleman. Hmm. Catherine Coleman was a preacher. She was an evangelist uh, in the 60s and 70s. And I'm just reading about what she did with God, especially at, at her meetings. Man, People would come to her meetings where she'd be preaching and people with incurable diseases would just be healed by God without her or anybody praying for them. God's presence was was just surrounding her meetings. Um, so what I like about her is she was so close to the Holy Spirit. She was so close to the Holy Spirit, and I want that in my life.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I just, just watched one of her sermons, I guess, or, or teachings for the very first time. I never actually listened to her. I knew about her, but I never actually listened to her. And it was, you know, she's not the the poster child for a, a preacher, like nowadays, you know, she even yeah. com- admitted like her her frailty and her physical statue gave more glory to God because it's not someone you think he would use. And so that's, exactly. so that's really cool. What about a, a book you would recommend?
2: A book I'd recommend. Oh man. I think the a book that's marked me the most is No Compromise by Keith Green. Mm. Uh, or it's not by Keith Green. It's by his wife, Melody Green. Keith Green's passed away. But that book, I read that when I first gave my life to Jesus. And I just read it again this in 2020. And man, that book, the what God did in that man's life, he was so he was in so much darkness and God revolutionized his life. And he was sold out for Jesus. He wasn't, he wasn't a professional Christian. Mm. He was sold out for Jesus and him alone. And I love that. I love that story. You guys should seriously get that book. It will rock you.
0: Awesome. Good recommendation. What about hobbies? What do you do for fun?
2: Oh, I love. Uh, I love basketball. I miss basketball. I haven't been. I haven't played basketball in months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to play golf. Uh, I like to read. I like to. I like to collect sneakers and sell them. Uh, I've been doing that for a couple of years. Side <laughs> side hustle. Yeah. So many people love like expensive sneakers, expensive Nikes. So I'll get them for retail and sell them for double, triple or quadruple the price. And it's a good little extra side hustle.
0: Yeah. Isn't that what Gary V did? Or did he just do he like, did. yeah, he, he does
2: a lot of stuff like that with sneakers and yeah. basketball, baseball cards.
0: Yeah. Awesome. What do your daughters have you up to? Mine's, mine's busy with Legos and, uh, stuffed animals. <laughs>
2: Uh, my five-year-old, she likes to talk to trees. Trees? <laughs> got, like, names for all the trees in our backyard. Nice. Um, she loves um, – I, I need to get her a drum set because she's, like – she takes pillows and cardboard boxes and, tin, like, tin cans and anything she could find, and she'll just start drumming. She'll find <laughs> sticks, and she'll start drumming. She loves to draw. She loves to paint. So we got her a big easel and a bunch of canvases for Christmas – and then my 18 month old daughter, she just loves to eat. <laughs> that's her favorite thing. Yeah. She loves to eat. She'll be like, if you, if she hears a crinkle of a, of a bag, yeah. she will run out of her <laughs> room into the kitchen and just scream snack. Yeah. So that's her favorite hobby right now.
0: <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. Eat. Love it. This podcast is part of the edify podcast network. Cool. So moving on to discernment, questions I ask all my guests is the time you had discernment in your life, kind of what that meant, how you knew it was God prompting you to make a decision. Then another time when you may not have had great discernment and then kind of what you learned from that. So whichever one of those you want to start us off with.
2: Yeah, actually, um, I think it, the one of the greatest things that comes to my mind recently was my wife and I, our decision to move from Tacoma, Washington to Vancouver, Washington, um, because we thought we were on staff at our church. It was the church that I grew up at. We were on staff there for six years. We thought we were going to die in that church. We thought mm-hmm. we were going to, you know, we were going to be on staff there until we're, they kick us out of yeah. the church. You know, we're too old to, to preach or do anything. So that was our plan. We were going to raise our family in Tacoma, stay on staff here the rest of our lives, whatever that looks like. Um, there was a, pa- a pipeline even set for our family, you know, I, by age 30, we'd be leading a campus, and you know, there's this whole plan. Yeah. And we did not even think about anything else for our future, but our hearts began to, we just started to feel like God was whispering something else for our family. And that was so hard because my parents are in Tacoma, my wife's parents are in Tacoma, everything we had, our whole world was in Tacoma, Washington. So, to even think about moving out of to another city or state was crazy. But yeah. the moment we began to feel God whisper to that in, in in the secret place, we began to pray together about it. And then we just felt like it was time to resign. So we didn't even have anything lined up after our resignation. Oh, wow. But in the middle of uh, the beginning of the school year, I was a Bible teacher and I was the pastor of our school. So I was leading our mission trips, our chapels, our staff devotions, our Bible studies, anything, any anything spiritual I was leading. Yeah. So I wrote a resignation later, I turned it in. I said, this is my last year. My wife did the same thing. And as soon as we did that, as soon as we led, uh, we, we obeyed the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, we had three different people approach us with different jobs. Wow. This is where the discernment really had to kick in. We had opportunities in Tennessee, in Texas. We had another in Tacoma. And then the last one came up in Vancouver and that where we're at right now. And we just had to, we prayed, we fasted. And as we waited on the Lord, God began to reveal more and more to us about what we're supposed to do. And we came here and this has been the most 2020 was hard, a hard year for so many people, Yeah. but I, uh, I, I just have to say it. It was the, one of the best years of our lives mm. as uh, in our marriage in ministry as a family, we've grown so much this year. We've yeah. been living in Vancouver now for just over a year and 2020 was so good for us. It was so good for us this year. If we hadn't have moved, if we hadn't have, had resigned, we wouldn't be on staff at this church that we're at right now, and it's this is like the most incredible family that we're a part of here. I love all these people so much. God is moving every single Sunday. Revival is is happening here. Wow! And I wouldn't have started stay here, our nonprofit organization. I wouldn't have started anything online with the online content. And in 2020, my uh, my online Christian content has reached over 100 million unique viewers. Wow. That's it, that's crazy. Yeah. I would have never I had no plans of ever doing anything like that. I stunk but at the beginning of the year, I stunk at graphic design, video, Instagram, <laughs> anything like that. I had no idea what I was doing. But I just felt the leading of the Holy Spirit. I said, "Yes." And look what God has done. I finished the year at 2020 with Over uh, one million followers now on TikTok that are hearing the gospel of Jesus every single day. So I think you know recently that's the greatest discernment that we, my wife and I, have walked into, just knowing that this was the right decision for us. And even when times aren't easy, staying the course. Yeah, we haven't had not. It's not like every day was like heaven on earth for us. Right, there were tough days. And whenever we had those tough days or tough weeks, we just remembered God said, this is where we're supposed to be. And God has just been so good. He's provided so much for us this year. So
0: that's really cool. And that goes back to the vision you had to preach in front of millions. And now you're, you literally have millions on, on social media and who would have thought even 10, 20 years ago, that was not possible, you know, to preach to millions, you'd have to I don't even know how you would preach to millions back then because stadiums don't even hold that much. You know, it's it's crazy that now we have that avenue and it's it's so cool that God has used your faithfulness because like you said, you had to step out in faith first and then the job offers came. A lot of times God will place that upon our heart for a vision for something that we can't see the full picture until we start taking those steps. And then God will meet us along the way. And I've seen that in my life too. And it's, it's, it's so important to make sure that, especially on those big decisions, discernment comes through, like you said, pray and fasting, you know, and there's very few big decisions we have to make on the fly. You know, we can make regular decisions on the fly with the knowledge that God's given us, but those big decisions, it's so important. If you're married, like you said, have, have that, you know, relationship with your spouse so that you can be on the same page. Cause you definitely want to be on the same page. If God's leading you in a direction, he should reveal it to both of you. And yep. it may not come right away. It may, it may take days of prayer, day, days of fasting. So how did you know that once you had those four offers or so, you, did it just follow with a peace from God when you were praying or how did you, he, he point you in the direction of where you're at?
2: I think for us, we have a couple rules. You got to visit, you got to go to the place mm. you got to visit. So when we came to visit a few times, we felt the peace, and that's our that's our second rule. I mean, we, you just go where the peace is. You go where the peace of God is, yeah. And you know it. You know it when you feel it. Um, we were very close to actually accepting the offer in Texas, and it was a great, great, great people, great offer, but as soon as we came to Vancouver to visit, we just knew it it wasn't even like, well, let's weigh the options. This is what God is saying. We're supposed Mm. to be here in this place. So we had to decline all those other things. So I think you got to go to the place that you're praying about and you got to follow the peace of God. Those are, those are a couple of rules for us. Um, And that's, that's been a great, it's very simple, but it's worked out for us this in our lives and our walk with Christ.
0: Yeah, man, that's so cool how about a time that you've learned from where you may not have had the best discernment, but it brought about a good, good lesson for you.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is like, I have so, I honestly, I have more learning moments than wins. (laughs) I'm sure we all do. Yeah. (laughs) Because for me, uh, I got, when I got born again, I got delivered from demons and baptized in the Holy spirit. And I didn't know what to do with all that. I was, you know, praying in tongues, I was like addicted to doing that. I would just be in my room praying. I'd be reading the Bible, seeing how Jesus healed the sick. And I was just like, I got to do this everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. If I see someone in a wheelchair, if I see someone with a cast, I'm going to go up to them and pray for them the way Jesus and his disciples did. That's just what I began to do. Yeah. So one particular, we saw a lot of healings when I first got saved. and I, I still do every day. Um, but one of the most embarrassing moments for me was, I was so, I love, I love the zeal I had and I think God loves it too, but Mm -hmm. I was not, I was not listening at this moment, particular moment. I was at a Bible study and I had just recently read the story of when Jesus heals the blind man and then sends them to go wash his eyes in the pool of Siloam and he puts mud in his eyes. He takes dirt, spits in it, puts mud in his eyes. And then this guy washes his eyes. Eyes and he's healed. So, a blind woman was at this Bible study, and I, without telling anybody, just feel like this is the moment. God's going to do the same thing. If he did it there, he'll do it again. So, I don't pray about it. I don't talk to anyone about it. I go in the front yard. I just sneak out the door, go in the front yard, grab some dirt, spit in the dirt, and go up to this woman and put the mud. Mm. My spitty, my, my, this dirt with my spit in her eyes. And I say, now go walk to the sink and wash your face. (laughs) She just sits there and she says, son, I don't want to be healed. Actually, I was, I used to see, and now, you know, my eyes are old and I'm blind, um, but I actually enjoy it. And I actually don't want to be healed. So my face got beat red. Someone walks her to the sink Washes her eyes, and I left. I I was so embarrassed. I left. I drove home, and I've had so many stories like that where I I just read something in the Bible, and I just do the exact same thing, and you don't get the same results every single time, right? Because God is not a God of formulas. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit, and Mm -hmm. we need to listen to what God is saying. Jesus says, "I only do what the Father does. I'm only doing what the Father is doing." Um, So just because you see it in the Bible doesn't mean it's this formula and it's going to work every single time. So that was like, for me, that was a huge moment where I just realized, okay, I need to listen to God. You can't, you need to have a relationship with Jesus when you go about praying for people, loving on people, you need to follow the Holy Spirit's leadership. So I, (laughs) I would love to say that that was the only thing time I've done something like that, but there are many, man, there are many, I think I've (laughs) learned over the years.
0: That's good because, you know, not just with healing, but the way God moves, you know, he He likes to be found. And so sometimes he hides from doing things the way we expect it. And so yeah. that might mean that we go through a a struggle or a, a season where we feel far from him, but we know he's not far. Exactly. He may not show up in, in the way we want him to show up, but going through a challenging time, we get closer to God if we're focused on him or, you know. Jesus healed people multiple different ways. And like you said, he was focused on doing what the father was doing. And and so I think, I think that's so good because, you know, we can try to put, you know, church into a formula. We can try to put our prayer life into a formula. We can try to put our devotions into a formula. And I'll say, you know, routine is, is nothing wrong with routine. If you pray at the same time every day, great, good. I mean, you're doing it, but if we, you know, if God moved in our life a certain way a year or two ago and we expect the exact same thing to happen in the same way, you know, God is a God that is constantly moving and shifting in atmospheres and, and in, in our lives. And so that was a good, a good word just for me, too, to realize that it's not about performance. It's not about doing it the way the world wants us to. It's, it's yeah. literally about doing it to honor God. And and through that comes, comes the blessing of seeing crazy things happen, the yeah. God things. Yeah. So as an influencer, what are some, what are some common themes you see and how people respond to your content, questions that people have online, you know, not talking about the, the trolls that come on and all that kind of stuff, but people that are genuinely curious about God, about your experiences, that see your passion, you know, what are some things that you've seen or, or things you've had, questions you've had to kind of uh, engage with, if you could kind of summarize maybe just one or two top ones?
2: Yeah, I think... The most common questions that I get are, people ask, am I really saved? That's mm. the most common question I get. Jacob, can you tell me if I'm really saved? Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why is because at large, the Church of America, if you know, if, I, I, if you want to just bunch the, the whole church into one, as we should be, we don't do the best at preaching the gospel and helping people understand the gospel. There are many gospels floating around in America. There's the performance gospel works gospel. There's the universal gospel where everyone's saved no matter what you do. There are no, there's no sin. So people are wondering, am I really saved and what must I do to be saved? Just what the Pharisees asked, you know, what do I do? I'm cut to the heart. What do I need to do? And I think that, even as i've been trying to convey as i've been trying to preach the gospel the best i can as frequently as i can on tiktok and instagram and whatever or wherever there's so many other influencers who are preaching contrary yeah and it's confusing a lot of people i i like there's yeah. a there's a popular message that i hear a lot where people say um it's it's out of the book of james where people will start out with this punchline. You say you believe in God, but even the demons believe in God and they tremble. So what makes you different than a demon? What makes you any better? Uh, You need to actually work. You need to do something to show God. You need to work for your salvation. And that's That is a false gospel. That is not the context of of what James was saying. We are not saved by works. We are saved by grace. It's a free gift from God, not by works that anyone should boast. We're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's prepared beforehand. So I, I am trying like that's heavy on my heart. I'm trying to help people understand that salvation is a free gift from Jesus Christ. You receive it by grace you you even your faith is a gift from god to yeah. even believe in god that is a gift from god and jesus says himself what is the work of god only believe believe in the one that he has sent and i think that people don't like to hear that because it's so simple and yeah. Your works, your good works will trail after your belief. Right. When you believe in Jesus, when you believe that Jesus is the only way, when you believe in Jesus, the way the Bible explains Jesus You will begin to work for God, but you don't work for God's love. You don't work for salvation. You work from love and from salvation out of the place of your identity. That's where you begin to work. I don't, I don't preach the gospel every single day because I'm trying to get a good place in heaven. I don't preach the gospel because I'm worried about my salvation. I know where I stand because I know what Christ has done. Now I do everything that I do because I'm in love. I don't do it to earn God's love. I do it because I'm in love. I'm in love with Jesus. And I want people to know this love that's changed my life. So that's the biggest and hardest question. It's, it's worrisome for me because even this morning, you know, I I get so many DMS from people that this, this really rocked me this morning. Someone said, Jacob, I watch your videos and I hope that you read this message because um, of COVID. I cannot meet with my priest. Our church is closed and I need to ask you questions. And that's what, that's another thing. Another question that I get is, can you please disciple me? Can you please help me? Because I am not going to church and I can't find discipleship online watching my church. So I think those two questions are the biggest questions for me that I'm trying to pray about. What do we do with the state that we're in, in the world? Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to. For those who are listening, I don't want you guys to pick a side. You know, should we open the church? Should we not? I don't want to get political with that, but I am saying this is a problem. Yeah. People are hurting. People have questions, and people have people are dropping from the church because statistics say the Gallup polls say um, there's so there's so many polls that have shown what's going on in the church in 2020. People are falling away from the church, not because lack of faith, but because Most of the church is online and people need warmth. People need face-to-face interaction. So as a online content creator, I see that and I'm trying to figure out what are we going to do in 2021 to do better?
0: Yeah. And it, it's such a, a misconception for people thinking that I'm not in ministry if I'm not a pastor or an online content creator, because we're all called to disciple, go and exactly. make disciples of all nations. And we should be discipled by somebody. We should have a mentor that's leading us in the, in the direction that we should go. But we, too often we look for it without also giving it because everyone comes from a position where they've been somewhere that someone else is going through similar things and they can help somebody, whether it's one person, whether it's 10 people, whether you can just make Phone calls, you know, if you wait for, let's say five pastors in a church of a thousand people, if you wait for the pastors to do it, they're, they're overwhelmed. Like they're, they're relying on you to step up and whether that's to lead something, whether that's just to make a phone call or two, or, you know, once we can take people out to, to lunch and stuff, like doing something that shows love. Because there is such a big need to be discipled. And, you know, churches have had to pivot and and being able to do online services. And that's great that we have that avenue. It's great that churches can be online. It's great that people like you and me can be on social media. But at the same time, it's it's just a drop in the bucket of people that actually are looking for something deeper than just being one of many watching a video and, and that come and in, and our time is limited. Everyone's time is limited, but we have to go, first of all, where God calls us, right? I mean, we, we can't, we can't disciple everybody, but we can disciple somebody. And so you have to look at what is God calling me to do? Where is the harvest? The workers are the harvest is plenty. The workers are few. And so look at where God is calling you to in your sphere of influence, whether it's at work, at your home, at church, and, and let God use you. Start yes. every day by just saying, what are we doing today, God? Where are we going? Who do you want me to reach? Who can I talk to? Who can I show your love to? And that's that's what I love about you because the joy of the Lord is strong with you and in, in, in you're engaging to watch. And and that's one thing too is that Christians, you you look at them, and I've been guilty of this too. And they just look beat up. They look like they don't have the joy of the Lord. And so that's why I wanted yeah. to ask you is how do you? And I know it's a choice, but how do you choose the joy of the Lord daily? I mean, because it's not that you don't face problems. It's not that you don't face that. But when 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 people interact with you, they see that joy of the Lord, and that's so important to for for that to be engaging and infectious, and people to want what you have. So, just what are what are some some things you've learned about the joy of the Lord?
2: Oh man, I, I think, you know, a, a couple things, two things for me that really have changed my life. When I first started to walk in the joy of the Lord was when I understood the gospel and that wasn't right away. I was working so hard. I was trying to, if I, I literally felt like if I didn't lead someone to Jesus every single day, when I first gave my life to Jesus, I wasn't living in sin. Mm. And if I didn't see, if, if I wasn't like promoting Jesus, wherever I go, wherever I went, I was sinning against God. That's the, that was, that was my belief system. But when I understood the gospel, when I understood grace, when I understood the finished work of the cross and my identity in Christ, I just, it lit me up. I feel like I got born again, again, and that was three years into being a follower of Jesus. So now for the last seven years, I've been walking in that joy. It hasn't awesome. left. I've had tough seasons. I've had loss and grief that I've gone through. Yeah. But joy comes in the morning. Yeah. And so I think like number one, understand the gospel of Jesus. That in itself, once you understand that, you're not going to ever want to change the subject. Yeah. It is so good. People say things like, are, are we going to be bored in heaven? Are we going to be bored in heaven being there for eternity? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Once you understand how amazing Jesus is, yeah. you are going to be lit up with excitement every moment in heaven. Anytime, every time Jesus just moves a fraction in heaven, <laughs> you're going to bow down again, throw your crown and worship him because he's yeah. so incredibly good. Um, so that's number one, just, make more of Jesus than what you see around you. Yeah. You must become greater. I must become less. Number two, be filled with the Holy spirit. I know that Christ is in me. The Holy spirit is in me. The same God who parted the red seas, who created the heavens and the earth, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in me. Yeah. Just take a moment and think about how incredible that is. And You know, in the in the New Testament, you see when when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you become more loving, you become more humble, you become um, better, a better servant. Um, You have greater qualities. Why? Because it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We, most of us who are watching this, you probably know the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But let me remind you, it's not the fruit of Tim or f- the fruit of Jacob. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So what I do every day is I surrender my life to God. And when you surrender your life to God every single day, you will see the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Not your fruit. Yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's fruit, which is Amen. love, joy, peace, patience, and so on. So I think that's those are two things that should help you guys know the gospel. Martin Luther said, I need to hear the gospel every single day, because if I don't, I forget it. Mm. You got to hear the gospel. You got to know the gospel of Jesus. And you got to yeah. can be continually filled with the Holy Spirit through prayer. And just know that he's in you. He's not up. He's not up in the clouds watching down on you. He's with you. He yeah. is in you. So
0: that's so good. That's, and that's Not relying on our feelings is so important and and not feeling a certain way or that, you know, once everything's lined up the way I want, then I can start to feel joyful because, you know, I said this recently, you know, it's not the absence of problems. It's the presence of problems with the presence of Jesus. that gives us joy. It's, it's, it's the fact that we can find that strength in a, in a, in a peace that passes all understanding. So exactly what you said. And, and I, you know, growing up the church myself, it's easy to be just think, you know, frivolously like, Oh, I've heard the gospel before. I know what it is, but like you said, it's, it should never get old. And I forgot who else said this is the person that thinks they've heard the gospel before is the person that needs to hear it again. (laughs) And so I forgot who said that, but I love that quote because that's exactly where we stand as Christians have been in the church for a while is like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But no, like do you really get it? Because that should, that should lead to a changed life. Yes. So, Awesome, well, almost at the end of our time, but I do want to talk about your book, only good news. So what is the message of the book, and what do you want others to get out of it when they read it?
2: Yeah, my book, Only Good News is basically what I just talked about, how I found joy in the Lord and how you can find it too it's It's giving your lostness your yourself to Jesus, letting him turn it into something beautiful. So only good news is the gospel in a book, and it's it's helped a lot of people you'll you'll be able to understand some of my story of what I've gone through as a Christian, how I became a Christian, how I dealt with that performance mentality in the first few years, and how God brought me out of that into understanding his love. So that book is, is inspired by the book of Galatians, where Paul says that there is one gospel, there is one good news. And if anyone preaches another message to you let him be accursed. Even if an angel of the Lord comes to you and says, this is the message of Jesus. And it's yeah. contrary to what you read in the new Testament. It's not the gospel. Yes. Yeah. So well, that's what the book's about. It's, it's my journey and it's, it's just helping people understand the good news of Jesus Christ, that it is really all about Jesus. That today in, in American Christianity, we make too much of Christianity about ourselves yeah. about Jesus we turn the story of David and Goliath into how could I be a giant killer today? Yeah, but the gospel is all about how Jesus is the David who slayed Goliath. Yeah, Jesus is a better David. He died on the cross for us so that we can be the the Israelites who take the the plunder, the the spoils. That's who Jesus is. So that book will make you love Jesus a lot more <laughs> if you read it because you'll be seeing. Yeah, more than you see your own failures and faults.
0: Yeah. So good. Love that. So let everyone know where they can reach you and anything else you you'd like to plug in this last minute.
2: Yeah. Um, follow me. Um, I actually love for you guys, if you, if you follow me on TikTok and Instagram, that's awesome. I'm just, just search it on Google Jacob coin, uh, or it's at Jacob coin on TikTok and at Jacob coin on Instagram. But in 2021, I am I'm focusing more on YouTube. Actually, I'm starting to post on YouTube, um, more long form videos. So what I'm going to do is I'm going through my TikTok videos and I'm going to create longer videos with teaching on some of these questions that I get a lot of the time. How, how do I know I'm saved? Do I need to be baptized to go to heaven? What is sin? What is hell like? What is heaven like? So I'm going to do a lot of Christianity 101 um, and just answering questions that a lot of the the people that today in our world in our Gen Z generation are asking right now. So um, follow me, subscribe on my YouTube channel. Cause I, I just can't wait to provide content for people who are asking these questions. Um, and then my book, only good news is on Amazon. So just search Jacob Coin only good news. Um, and if you are hurting, if you are struggling and you need someone to talk to uh, go to our website for stay here, it's www.stayhere.com dot
0: live. Awesome, love that. I'll put as much of that in the show notes as I can. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. God bless you and everything you are doing. Thank you, Tim. God bless. Well, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for being here. Believe me, I know there is a lot of podcast options out there. I probably subscribe to over fifty myself, and so for you to listen to this one means a lot to me. If you enjoyed this episode, would you please leave a five star review on your platform of choice and share with a friend? It would mean the world to me. And for next week, I'll have Michael Lombardo on the show. He has a podcast called Awaken, which I love listening to. So in the meantime, would you check that out as well? And he's had some amazing guests on, and he will be on this program, and we're going to have a great conversation. Until then, go with God, grow in discernment, and keep your eyes on Jesus.
1: Thank you for listening to the Everyday Discernment Podcast. For more information on Discerning Dad, go to discerning-dad.com. Be sure to follow on all the social media platforms. Just search for Discerning Dad. Please share this podcast with a friend and leave an honest review on whichever platform you listen. Feel free to send any comments, suggestions, questions, or prayer requests at discerningdad@outlook.com. At Until next time. Keep fighting the good fight.